Listen to Reverend Samuel Drew, Senior Pastor of Grace and Truth Tabernacle International, Ghana in West Africa. He comes your way with this podcast. Reverend Samuel Drew is the founder of Revival Africa and Beyond, a non-denominational mission movement. He's also the convener of international conference called Zizendorf Missions Conference, which gathers people, church workers, and church ministers from around the world for a reviving experience for God's mission. Now, Reverend Samuel Drew. Father, we thank you this morning for being here again. We pray, especially in preparation for we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Say a good amen. amen. Your response to spiritual pronouncements or pronouncement from spiritual men showed it shows your it's okay, please. It shows your sensitivity to spiritual things, your aliveness to spiritual things. You know, those who are soccer fans, the next goal, likewise, those of us who are spiritually minded, we understand spiritual things and we are we are a sharp in so on this note may the Lord bless you Amen. to behave as if you didn't hear what I said I said the Lord bless you Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 17 verse 21. Matthew 17 verse 21. How be it this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. Sometimes there are you know, much learning. So people's research and things like that, they tried to say some part of the scripture came later on. They were not from, it's not an error, but they think that from their studies, it is not exactly what Christ said, or he, did, he may not have said it. But maybe somebody there in fasting, and so he wrote something like that. But God is in charge of his own word, so he will not allow error in his word. Now, this is not the only place we see the mention of prayer and fasting. So, even on that basis, we can safely progress to talk about prayer and fasting, and not just to talk about it, but also to exercise it, to do it, because 
That is Christianity. Not the hearers of the word only are blessed, but those who hear it and do it. So this was a case where Jesus himself was not around, but his disciples were there, and then somebody brought a child that was possessed with evil spirit. And after all the showdown, they could not cast out the devil, which is to tell us that God is not just interested in drama. He wants results. Amen. He wants results. He wants results. He says he has ordained that we should go and bring forth fruits and that our fruit should remain. So, when Jesus came, the disciples asked Jesus, why could not we cast him out? Which is a very, very good question to ask. You should not be asking questions to doubt God, but to believe God. See, that was the kind of question they were asking. They were not throwing questions to punch a hose in God's word or to show their brilliance. There was nothing like that. It was a question of humility and admission of failure, which they knew that it shouldn't have been the case. So they asked that question. The Lord allows us to ask questions, questions, edifying questions, faith-building questions, questions that will lead us in having results, in having victories and triumph. So, Jesus, after giving them an explanation, then this bit came. How be it this kind? It does not go out, but by prayer and fasting. We are talking this moment about the force of prayer with fasting in our open door. The force of prayer and fasting in our open door. Prayer and fasting. And the force of it. The spiritual capabilities of it. The power of it in our open door, which is God's word to us this year, the open door. Now, you are hearing prayer with fasting or in fasting. Because prayer alone is good, but prayer coupled with fasting has greater results. If you drink holy water, you can stay for a while, but at a point, you may die. The science tells us that after 40 days, you, you can't live on water. So it means food has to come in. So it doesn't mean that water is not good, but when it's added to it, it has greater results or effect. Now that is exactly how 
prayer with fasting is. Fasting brings greater results. And we'll get to understand why it does. Now, whilst we thank God for open door, one thing we should not forget is that when God declares something or he gives a revelation, there comes an instruction with it. When God promised Abraham that he and his, I mean, his seed will go to the promised land, that was great. Nothing could stop it. But along the line, they had to acquaint themselves with certain instructions. And scripture is given, is given for instruction in righteousness. So when God declares an open door, it goes with open minds, ready minds, open minds, ready to receive instructions on how to operate in the open door. So God is teaching us on how to operate in our open door. He's teaching us so that we will do it. It is interesting to know how God has declared that no man can shut the door he has opened. No man, not one. Yet, there are many adversaries. And the question is, what are they coming to do? Can they shut it? Get back to the Bible. What does it say? It says, no man can shut it. It doesn't matter how intimidating an opposition looks. It does, not, it does not change God's word. God knew very well that people were on the land of Canaan. It was not an empty land, yet he promised it to Abraham and his seed. How in the world do you do such a thing? Jericho was a whole city of a barrier. You know, when we are traveling, we come across this barrier. You can get out of your car and just throw that thing away. If no security person is around and you just move on. But that, that is not the kind of thing that Israel confronted. They confronted a nation like Jericho with huge impregnable walls. We are told that about six chariots of horses who ran over the, the, the wall. Yet, God had spo has spoken. When God speaks, that is it. Forever, O God, thy word is settled in heaven. And heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word will never pass away. So, can they shut it? They may be screaming, whatever. The answer is no. Because God has spoken. God has spoken once, twice have I heard it. The power belongs to God. You have to be certain and settled in the word of God. God will never concede to his creatures and his creation in his spoken word. He made them all. He never concedes. He never. He never. When God says be healed, that's it. When God says 
live. That's it. Whatever he says, it is so. That's why you must cherish the word of God. Not somebody who is telling you tales. I'm not trying to downplay the word of a God through a man. But don't uphold higher than this word. Don't uphold it higher than the word of God. And so, can this open door be shut? The answer is no. But, you can be frustrated. The, the door, as for the door, it will still remain open. Nobody can shut it. I have told you. Because God has said so. But, you can be frustrated. The beneficiary can be frustrated. First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 18. First Thessalonians chapter 2, the verse number 18. Wherefore, we would have come unto you, even I, Paul. Now, Paul is not boasting. He didn't know how to do that. He had a tongue in his flesh to remind him all the time that keep low. So that is not what he's saying. Because sometimes he had to let the people know that even though maybe somebody wrote on his behalf, he dictated to the person, right? But it is coming from him. So even I, Paul, once and again, I would have made repeated visits. Who wouldn't want Paul to visit his church and come and bring apostolic blessings to the people? Like he went, he told the Romans that I'm coming to impart spiritual gift unto you. We would have done that once and again, but Satan hindered us. Now that is not to overestimate Satan, but it is also to notify you that don't underestimate him. Don't overestimate him and don't underestimate him. It's not wisdom to underestimate an enemy who can harm you. Neither is it also wisdom to overestimate him because that can make you degenerate into fear. And it will be an open door for the devil to... Uh, come into your life. So here we see the apostle frustrated, effectively hindered. Now, notice that Satan did not close the door. He didn't say Satan has closed the door to me, I cannot come to you. No, it, it was very open. But he was hindered. He, he is the one, not the door. His team was hindered. His intentions were hindered. Now, this is the basis for a teaching like this. So, you know, God has said before you are an open door. You know, there are adversaries. But that is not to throw in the towel and to give up. That is not Christianity. No. Christianity is the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot comprehend it. Christianity is nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors. 
Christianity is stand fast in the open door that the Lord has given you. Yet, some enemies and things will come and dangle in front of you. And, and I, I ask you, you wonder what they're doing. They can't shut the door, but they can frustrate you. I pray that by today's message, as for your door, it is open. But every frustration, you will bring it under control. So, that is the basis for the teaching today. Satan is real. After believing in God, the next thing you should believe, not in. You know, that is wrong. But you should be aware that it is there, is Satan. If you believe in light, you should believe in the opposite, which is darkness. It's as simple as that. Now, Satan has never been able, you need to hear this, he has never been able and will never be able as long as this world endures. And God has spoken, he will never be able to close one open door to God's people. He can't. That is comforting to know. But you have to know the instructions that come after the comfort. He is on record for hindering God's people. I have showed it to you. Even I, Paul. How many even eyes are sitting here? I would have had money, but even I, this, I couldn't have it. That's why we are talking about this subject. I could have been married. It was, it was only left with this. So, even though Satan is on record for hindering God's people, he can close the opportunities God has given us. And that must awaken us to a subject like this. To prayer even intensify with fasting. Amen. Enough of eating. Did you hear what I said? Yes. One of the characteristics of sensual people is eating. Anybody who is released for his senses, because if, if you are in mad chase for money, what are you looking, chasing the money for? You just want to be eating good. So sensual people, the closest thing to them is meals. Spiritual people, they eat, but the closest thing to them is no food. And in case you make light of it, get ready for to be carnally mind, to live that way, is death, is crisis. How many people are dying just for eating? I was surprised. I read that I'm not saying go and try it but the person was saying that malaria drugs are even more harmful if you could, you could manage it naturally and his prescription was that the way to deal with malaria I'm saying don't go and try it I'm just saying it what I read fasting and drinking a lot of water and then he mentioned a certain other leaf I, I, I was reading that you can use. 
Because all these other drugs, they leave debris of effects you know, in your vital organs. So, even scientifically, you see that fasting has a value. And I'm saying that sensual people. So, enough of living for your senses. People who like food so much, they can easily fall into temptation. Yes. Let me say this. People who like food too much, if they are men, they also like girls. They like women. There is no relationship that food is not involved. Yes. They get food for And if you are here and you are not married, you have no business cooking for anybody. Did you hear what I said? Love feast, we all eat. Don't do one-on-one mapping of love feast. And the church said, Amen. Those who like food too much, they will have issue with financial discipline. Anything he sees, he wants to buy. It's a, it's a character of sensuality, which is manifested in overeating. Too much. You like, you like things. So it, it affects all these areas of your life. Now, Jesus, our Lord, had an open door to be the savior of the world. That is why he came. But he prayed and fasted. I'm trying to put fasting in his place for us. The devil picked on him right from the onset. He's the savior of the world. No, it's not going to happen. I can't stop that, but I will frustrate you. And he had enough of, of them. Contradiction of sinners and all of that. Even among his apostles, somebody spoke on behalf of the devil. His name was Peter. Now, if we're not living in a certain spiritual sensitivity, that will be your downfall. What about Nehemiah? He had the open door of being the lead builder of the broken walls of Jerusalem. Open door is always positive. But he prayed and fasted. Nehemiah did. The apostles were privileged to be sent by the Lord, but they fasted and prayed frequently. The book of Acts, which is a historical record of the early church, it smells with prayer and fasting. It, it was something they, 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 they went in and out of it. And we didn't read that anybody died out of prayer and fasting in the early church. It was rather sin that made somebody to die. So don't be afraid of prayer and fasting. You understand? And it also means that they did it prudently, wisely. Because there's not a single record that anyone was buried for prayer and fasting. Paul fasted for three days without food and water. In Acts chapter 13, they fasted to uh, and the Holy Spirit says, separate me, Paul and Barnabas. A church that wants to be missionary-minded cannot play with fasting, or else we will not hear God's voice on who God is sending. And they will be hiding inside the church. Amen. At another time, they fasted to ordain uh, elders in Acts chapter 14. 
So, fasting has its place. From the example of Jesus, Nehemiah, the apostles, and many others, you should understand that open door, as you have been hearing, is not open laziness. Open door is not open laziness. Oh, my door is open. Even if your, the door to your bedroom is open, you have to walk inside. You will not be carried inside. That is the least you can do. So open door is not open laziness. I mean, open laziness means to be lazy with, without, with impunity. I mean, you don't care because God has said, so, I mean, you are just there. No. Open door is opened for work. It is a bold announcement to opposition. The moment the Lord said, I've said before you an open door, that announcement rang in the camp of opposition. Let's come around and frustrate this person who has received the open door. And you must prove like a soldier that you mean it, that the open door will be an open door for you. And therefore, you cannot be weak and apathetic about it. You cannot let food, mere food. Look at Esau. The Bible says, who for a muscle of bread? Actually, it was like, like porridge, something very unimportant. The experience with hunger is that when you come to the height, it's like you can't contain it and you press a little bit, you see that the hunger will go. That's it. In fact, the reason why people die of hunger is because they cross the border, they can't feel hungry anymore and become dangerous. So, if your reaction is immediately I get angry, I'm hungry, I'm look for something for my mouth, you will always that way. There is a pain uh, point barrier that you should be able to descend. You hit that. Then that one, you see that by the grace of God, you are moving on. So, you cannot be weak and lose the privileges and the opportunities. Look at your life. Great privileges and great opportunities God has set before you. I have some. And I believe you have. And I always encourage you to. There is nobody listening to me here that should, that should be poor. Abjectly poor. No. What are you hearing? What do I hearing for? There should, nobody, there should be nobody here who should be a victim in life and blaming it on society. My father did not help me. My mother did. This is not the church of those people. We're in the wrong place. Here we call you to order. We call you to responsibility. We say, wake up, my friend. And pick up yourself. And look ahead of you. And written ahead of you is the future belongs to me. So, great privileges ahead of you. But you can come short of it by irresponsibility, which includes prayer 
and fasting. The force of prayer and fasting is simply saying, I have an open door and I will not be weak about it. This is the force we are talking about. I will not be weak. No force is weak. Then it's not a force. I have an open door and I will not be weak about it. I will not be weak about it. Am I not a woman? Has God not said that a prudent wife is from the Lord? That means God intends to give me to somebody. I will not be weak about it. Am I not a man and the word of God says that it's not good for man to be alone? I'm not going to be weak about it. I sense the call of God on my life. I will not be weak about it. That is what you are saying by the force of prayer and fasting. You are saying that I am ready to face everything and anything because I have an open door. It is my space. It is my concrete space. It's not just something on a banner. It's in my heart. It's a concrete space. Yes, I am going to win. Hand in hand, I am going to win. I realize that not everybody is intent on succeeding. It's very common. You can tell it from the way people dress. When you see a young man who's he's wearing a, some jeans and it has sat and his cap is turned backwards and the way he's walking and he's listening to something, you can see that this man, he's not going anywhere. They don't intend. I met a young guy. He doesn't do any serious work like call serious work. He doesn't he doesn't wear tie and go to work. The work he does doesn't have a fixed salary. But he told me, he said, Pastor, by God's grace, I've built a house. Actually, he told me, Pastor, if I had, I had, I had, I had not misbehaved earlier like I did, I would be owing three houses now. Because he said, every time I was changing girls in my room, I intentionally asked him, did you go for prayer meeting? He said, no. He said, it's, it's not prayer. Just change your mind. Tell your neighbor, change your mind. Amen. The next time I spoke to him, he said, I have a car. Then he said something. He said, you know, I don't like the conversation of young guys because they don't think far. Yesterday, I was studying and I looked through my window and I saw some guys going. Immediately a thought came to me. Because that's wisdom. It observes. That it, because the way I saw them going, they even didn't know somebody was thinking about them. I said to myself, and later on I went to write it down so that I will not forget, that if you are a young man and you think like an old man now, you will live like a young man when you are an old man. You have to think about it right now. That kind of had I known, because you were not thinking. The Bible said, be sober. Young man, be sober. Be sober. But it's not. You go and borrow somebody's car. Be riding around and get some foolish girl. 
Yes, to sit at the front. You don't know that you have booked a seat for death. And it's all because of sin. When you, when, when you, when you look at these things. But I pray for you that your mind will be set well for success. I said your mind will be set well for success. Nobody should give up. Even if you think that at this level. What, what do you mean by at this level? It was at the age of 85 that Caleb bought a land. What do I mean? He says, give me this mountain. You, you can't give up. How old are you now? What have you seen? Because of exams you wrote. Exams are there to be passed and they are there to be failed. So if you have failed, you have accomplished one aspect of, the, of writing exams. Do you understand? So now you determine. Am I talking to some people? Amen. Yes. Because in this church, by the grace of God, in the next five, ten years, I want to see people who are here, all these cars you see outside Shumo, a car is nothing. You understand? You bring a good car to the church and you still be humble and be sweeping around. Amen. Amen. If you don't, I will call you myself and say, I know you, you were nobody. We will tell you. Amen. Amen. We want to see people making progress. But that's why you should be sober now. Don't live your life, you know, uh, uh, recklessly be disciplined and the best form of discipline is Christian discipline and one aspect of it is what we are talking about today prayer and fasting amen too many Christians live as if there is nothing to oppose which is a lie because what kind of Bible do you read so it's time to wake up and use all the weapons at our disposal which are mighty through God and to pray and to fast. It's exactly that. You are deploying weapons mighty through God to the pulling down of something. What is the purpose of prayer with fasting? We are going to look at that first. Then we'll also look at the power of prayer and fasting. And then we look at the preparation for prayer and fasting. The purpose of prayer and fasting. Now, prayer and fasting is not just going without food. That is hunger. So understand, it's not just going without food. Oh, when I woke, I woke up, I did not eat anything. And it is I started, it was from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. So I fasted. No, you, you, you were hungry. Or you did not eat. Now, sometimes you may go without food because you are in a hurry. Or because you, are, you have even lost appetite. That also is not fasting. And that's what we're talking about. It's not prayer and fasting. So what is prayer and fasting then? Prayer and fasting is a deliberate setting aside of food in order to focus on prayer and God. Deliberate. Setting aside. So this week, you are deliberate. You are what? Come on. You are what? Very good. Intentional. On purpose. On plan. 
So if you were every, you know, uh, Monday you bring a lot of food to put in your fridge. I mean, this week you can't do that. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Which we, we will talk about it in the, in the process of the message. So, you focus on prayer and God. And when you say you are fasting, it means you are not eating. That is a technical aspect of fasting. I am not eating. That is how come Jesus was hungry during his fast. If he had been eating, would not be hungry? Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. Then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. That means fasting too is not something you just do by whim. You know, there is a spiritual leading. Don't say somebody fasted for 100 days, me too, I will fast for it. Don't do that. There should be spiritual leading. And I believe God, we are being led. Verse 2, and when he had fasted 40 days, thank God we are not going for that long, and 40 nights, because it is not a law. Do you understand? Maybe you, you wonder, why don't we do this? You know, th there is more to the Christian life than fasting. And when we get to preparation for fasting and prayer, you understand. You see, the Christian life is like a car. We don't manufacture just the driver's seat and bring it out and say, this is a car. It can't go anywhere. Or we don't put a, 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 a steer in your hand and say, this is a car. Or we give you a tie. No. Christianity is the whole car ready to move. Now, sometimes, that's just how some people live their Christian. Everything is fasting for them. Everything. Everything. When you have to write an application letter, you say you are fasting. When you have to just maybe go ahead and propose to somebody that the Lord has laid on your heart or you are interested in, you say you are fasting about it. <laughs> and then some people, you know, they even, it gets worse. All they know about Christianity is fasting. So they are comfortably in sin, but they can fast. It's amazing. It's very common. Very common. There are people fasting away somebody's wife so that they can be there. What kind of person are you? Are you listening to what I'm saying? They are fasting so that somebody will die and they will take their place. And he's a Christian. In his mind. Not in this book. So Christianity is not just I have a steer, I have a car seat. It is the whole thing. And we'll look at it when we get to the preparation. So look at Jesus. He was afterward hungry. When you fast for your information, you get hungry. Your, your stomach does not get full. You will get hungry. Fasting and eating is not fasting. Acts chapter 27. Acts 27, 33. 
And while the day was coming on, Paul besought them all to take meat, food, saying, This day is the 14th day that you have tarried and continued fasting, having taken nothing. Look at that. 14 days straight. Therefore, I pray you to take some food, for this is for your health. When we come to preparation for fasting, we talk about something along health. For and hair fall from the head of any of you. God thinks about your health. He calls us to fast. Now, what at all should make us do such a thing? The purpose of prayer and fasting. Why? What, what should make us do such a thing? Why can't we enjoy food this week and all the time? You know, you're a Christian, you can go through the whole year and you never fast. There are some people like that. Now, number one, the purpose of prayer and fasting, number one, it is scriptural that we do it. It is in the Bible. So even if there's no problem, you have to fast. It is not a mindless activity. God is the only wise God. And therefore, anything coming out of Scripture is God's wisdom for us. So, that God has instituted fasting in His Word should let you know that it definitely, listen, it definitely goes to achieve something that the carnal mind may not be able to understand. Even prayer is mind-boggling for people that you lift your hands and you pray. So what are you doing? What are you doing? You see, so when you begin to even fast with the prayer, it means you have spoiled the case. Are you okay? Matthew chapter 6, verse 16. Look at it. It's very instructive. Matthew 6, 16. That it is scriptural to fast. Moreover, when you fast, when, when, say after me, when, not if. Do you, you get the difference? If you fast means you, 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 you may fast. Or not, if. But when means it's a time. It's, 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 it's an appointment. When are we going to meet? It's different from if we meet. Because we may not meet. But when, when the question of when comes in, it means that you have committed yourself. So, fellow Christians, when we fast, we have to fast. Chapter 9 of Matthew 14. Then came to him the disciples of John, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast often? Don't, don't be intimidated by people's fast. It is, it is a religious thing that people do. But thy disciples fast not. And Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bride chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? In other words, it is not time for fasting. But the days will come, and they have come, when the bridegroom shall be taken from them. 
and then shall they fast. There are some things Jesus put uh, after he left. One of them was the greater works we will do. He says, he that believes on me, the work that I do shall he do also and greater because I go to my father. So you, you didn't see that. Even you read it in, in, in uh, the case where they could not cast out that devil. But you should see action in the book of us. There is not one record that they wish Jesus, this case, when they met the beautiful man, uh, the, 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 the crippled man, the beautiful girl, then Peter said, oh my goodness, we wish Jesus was here. No! Before John could speak, Peter is the, you know, the, 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 the most talking person among them. Oh, he took over. It is Peter who said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give by thee. So they were doing uh, uh, those greater works. Now, when it comes to fasting, same thing. When was the last time you saw Jesus walking around here? He has gone to be with our Father, seated on the right hand side. It is time. Alarm from heaven is saying it is time for fasting for those who are down there. Do you understand? Amen. You need to understand these things. I don't want you to just get up and say you are fasting. I have to know the reason why we are fasting. People like activity for activity's sake. Number two, purpose of fasting. It is a form of spiritual consecration. A form of spiritual consecration. Listen, don't think about problems now. Oh, you know, I want to knock this thing out and knock that thing out. We're talking about first things first. It's a form of spiritual consecration. The beginning of Christianity is not the end of problems. Do you understand what I'm saying? Christianity is not there because there is problem. It's more than that. There is fellowship. Faithful, by whom we were called, the Bible says, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9, to the fellowship of his son. So they may, there may not be problem, but you may still have to fast. Now, a typical example is Acts chapter 13, verse 1 and 2. Acts chapter 13, verse 1 and 2. Our scripture from when we have for so have the Lord commanded us the verse number 47. But 1 and 2. There were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Manion which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. Now we could put our names there because we shared the same graves with them. So that what happened to them happens to us. Now, as they ministered to the Lord, now listen, there was not any problem. They ministered to the Lord. They came apart just to love on God, to worship God. Not, there's nothing like give me here. They were not looking for anything per se. They were just in a, in a worship moment. A praising God mode ministering to the Lord and fasted. Think about it. Can we have the choir come up 
one of these days and say, you know what? This time we are going to lead worship. We are not going to eat. That, that's it. There, there was no problem. Then the Holy Ghost said, separate me, Barnabas and Saul. Verse 3. And when they had fasted and prayed. You see that? So fasting is repeated over there. We ordain deaconesses in, 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 in the church or pastors. So Acts 14, verse 23. And when they had ordained them elders in every church and had prayed with fasting. Was there any problem? No. But they were putting men into office and they had to fast. Consecration. They were consecrating them unto service. So, but that's how it is. It's a form of spiritual consecration. Number three, it shows our spiritual desperation. So now we are moving from something um, worship to something warfare. You see? It shows our spiritual desperation. I'm, I'm desperate for something, so I'm not going to eat. Now, why go without food if you don't mean business? Then you should be eating. So, the moment you say, I'm not eating, you have announced desperation, which is an element in the reaction that gives birth to results. Desperation. It's a spiritual element for results. I am desperate. Look, I want to move from this place to that place. Listen, the worst place you can put yourself in is to make yourself an object of pity. It is a victim mentality. The compassion Jesus had was not a compassion to make people irresponsible. It was to make them responsible. And that is compassion. And yes, I also saw a so or useless life. That, that, that's not that's not it. So don't expect that. Wean yourself from that. That is your mind. Don't do it. I met a woman during our love feast. And she was with a child. She was even drizzling. Then, you know, she just shouted, so they come. So I went, I went a little bit for it. Then I stopped and I came back. How much money did I have? What is 10 cities? It's just, I was actually going to buy banana on my way. And I just gave it to her. And before, but I talked to her. I said, you know what? Because I had compassion on, on the baby. I said, where do you stay? Only God knows he was not telling me lies. And, and it's not me you are hurting. For lying. Those of you come to sit in front of me and we ask you questions. Listen, thank you, Holy Spirit. Yesterday, one of the things the Lord told me. I, surprising. He said, tell the church. And, and, and I'm saying this without anybody particular in mind, tell the church that 
that don't arrange your things and bring it to the pastor. Yesterday, the Lord just told me. Now, when the Lord speaks like this, you know, something is happening. Don't arrange your things and bring it. I have been faithful. The Lord has reminded me and I've spoken it. Let's move on. Now, this lady, I mean, where do you stay? I stay here. I do because I've met some of them. You give them something here today, the following day, you go and see them at the other side. And then when you make them know that some of them are so stubborn and shameless, when you make them know that you are aware, it's like they begin to, they, they bring their real colors. So I spoke to this lady, where do you stay? And I even called Pastor J. He was around. I said, Pastor, can you come? And then we made the Pastor J volunteer. I will come and pick you. Show me your house. He said, I stay here. I said, it is raining. Come and sit in my car. Let me drop you where you stay. He said, oh, I will go. Of course, she has gone. <laughs> Listen, don't be like that. And let me train all of you. Don't think you are being good by just handing things down to people. It's a bad training. Very bad. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's, it is poor people's mentality. Don't do it. This church, we don't put envelopes in your hand that we should go. By the grace of God, we are building our, our, our house at the back here. There is nobody who has given us anything from anywhere. We don't distribute envelopes around. So we are doing harvest. We are doing this. Yeah, can you put this one inside? No. 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 Listen. There is a mine of wealth inside you. The first hit you give to that mine, bang, and then the world breaks out. It is called responsibility. Hit it. If you have exams to write, sit down and write it. You will not die. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Look for work to do and work hard. Take responsibility. And teach people to be responsible. Amen. We're talking about desperation. When you fast, you are saying, I am desperate. I mean business with God. How many of you mean business with God this week? Show by hand if you mean business. Amen. Number four. It is a means of acceleration. Speed. I told you, prayer is good. Fasting it is better. It, it, I mean, it produces greater results. So, speed. According to Isaiah chapter 40, 28 and 31. Isaiah 40, 28. Has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, faints not, neither is weary. There is no such of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. 
And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Listen, we don't talk for speed. We fast for speed. Don't just say speed, speed. When you want something to move fast forward, you press it. Yes, press fasting and you will fast forward your life. It's a spiritual force. You will fast forward your life. Number five, it is the most effective way of dealing with certain kinds of problems. When you go to the hospital, sometimes the doctor will increase your dosage or will bring a stronger medicine. You see, stronger medicines have a reputation of also giving a, a side, strong side effects. So they don't normally prescribe it. Now, fasting has a, has a side effect. You will be hungry. When you pray, you don't get hungry. <laughs> hungry. You, you, you may be tired. Pray and faint not. But when you be start to now fast, side effect, hunger. What do you do? You quit? No. Because when you quit, you may not be able to tackle that kind of a problem. Matthew 17, 21. Matthew 17, 21. How be it this kind? Everybody notice your this kind this week. This kind this week. What is the kind of something that must come into focus as I pray and as I fast? We don't talk speed. And we don't also talk just possibilities. We do something. Pray and fast. You must know by intelligence that there are problems and there are problems. You need to understand that or else some problems may defy solution even though you may be praying for a long time. So I so said, this one, wait a minute. I am sentencing you to a fast. I think I prayed about you for, and there's nothing beyond the fast. So when you, fasting is the stop of that thing. Fasting is the what? Is the stop point. So I don't see why you should be eating. Because as I'm preaching, all we're thinking about is the food you will not eat. But what will food do to you? When there is a kind of a problem to be solved. May the Lord give you understanding. The power of prayer and fasting. Power. This is the center of the message. Number one, it overpowers certain forces of evil. Matthew 17, 21. How be it? This kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. And it was an evil spirit that was afflicting this child. Verse 15. Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is lunatic and sore vest. For oftentimes he fall into the fire and often into the water. You see? Repetitive problems. Problems defying solution is a kind. Notice it. It has happened to this. It has happened to that. But that's why you are a child of God now. Take an exemption. And by prayer and fasting, you can overpower 
those forces of evil. This week, we shall overpower forces of evil. Hallelujah. Every force of evil shall be overpowered through prayer and fasting. Two, it secures signs and wonders on demand. Prayer and fasting can precipitate signs and wonders in a life. You know, there are Christian uh, phrases and jargons that they don't really help. If, you, if all you do is to talk that way, you will not see the hand of God. You can hide behind, hide behind the sovereignty of God. God is on the throne. He has never gotten up. He is there. But look at you here. So if you hide behind those things, oh, you know, Nami Ekesi, Nami Oho, yes, he is there. Nami Nitu Miso. All those things, they are true. We have never changed. But if that is all you are saying, you are not being Christian enough. He can work signs and wonders. It's a discovery you have made, but have you made a demand? So fasting, Secure signs and wonders on demand. A typical example is Esther in the Bible. This girl knew that she needed deliverance for her country. Who needs deliverance for something? Look, look at me here. This church, this church, this church, everybody single-handedly by the grace of God if you are two years, a family three years, thank God for that. But every one of you, you are going to walk your family out of poverty. <laughs> Say after me. Hold somebody's hand and lift it up. Say, we will not be poor. Come on, one more time. Say, we will not be poor. Hallelujah. We will not. We don't sign for poverty. No way. That miracle of a change can happen. It happened to Jabez. It can happen to you. It can happen to you. Poverty is not the fruit of a spirit. And it's not a gift of a spirit. It doesn't belong anywhere in the spirit. The only place the Bible says, blessed are the poor, is in spirit. For this is the kingdom. That means, get ready to be rich, to be wealthy. With the things of God. Hallelujah. And when you are wealthy with the things of God, I mean that is real wealth. It will have practical, literal effect in your life. So Esther, let, let's read a little bit of her story. Chapter 4. I told you on Wednesday that God's people are for a reference. As for uh, uh, Esther, rather, chapter 4, the verse number 14. Now, this is Esther's uncle, Mordecai, talking to her. For if thou altogether hold thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. There was a big problem that could extinguish them. Think about it. Men, now, maybe being sure, she. Don't allow it. Look at me. Say, I won't allow it. Hallelujah. 
I will not allow it. Glory to God. Those who are not saved must be saved. Those who are sick must be healed. Those who are depressed, you know, and uh, they are, they are, they, it's, it's, you, can't, you can't even find them. They have gone into hiding into their holes. May the Lord use you in the corridors of prayer and fasting to shake them out of their prison walls. Hallelujah. Saviors are here this morning. I said saviors are here this morning. It is my honor to be talking to a company of solution bearers, providers. You are not part of the problem. I keep saying it and I want you to hear it and hear it well. But it enter into your spirit, into your bones, into your marrow. But you are not part of the problem. You are not. You have been saved. You have been redeemed. You have been set apart. Your mind is being transformed. You cannot be part of the problem. Hallelujah. Oh, pastor, but look at where I am. I know that it's where you are. But lift up your eyes from where you are. From where you are, you are moving. I said from where you are, you are moving. From where you are, you are doing what? You are moving. Praise God. Praise God. Practically making movements. So, then Esther bade them return Mordecai's answer. Oh, what a girl. Go gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast you for me. And neither eat nor drink three days. And she was a girl. Night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise. And so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law. Desperation. And if I perish, I perish. Now, the end of the story, the deliverance actually came. You know why? Because there was a demand. Somebody say a demand. Hallelujah. Those of you who have done economics, you know demand and supply. Yes. In God, there is demand and there is supply. I said there is demand and there is what? Supply of signs and wonders. God does not sell China goods. He delivers signs and wonders. This week, may signs and wonders come to your address. Hallelujah. Signs and wonders. Something that no man can give you. Look. Sisters, you can fast. Are you hearing me? Now, if I'm addressing the sisters, it means that brother, you are, brothers, you have already finished fasting. Amen. Yes. Annas, the prophetess. Because I, I, wrote, I, I read of Esther. Annas was a prophetess. 84 years old and she was fasting. 84 year old woman. You say you can't fast. Luke chapter 2, 36. Luke 2, 36. And there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asa. She was of a great age and had lived with an, a husband seven years from her virginity. When she married, after seven years, the husband was called home. And she was a widow of about four score and four years, 84 years which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. This is a dangerous old woman. Amen. It's not every old woman who is a witch. Some women are on fire for the Lord. You will be that kind of a woman. A, a, a proper grandmother. Yes. Or 
a mother right now, a fasting woman, while other women, all they know is dresses. Yes. And all kinds of nudity on social media. Don't, don't condemn them. You know what? It, it is sin that is working. It's sin. While they are doing that, you will be fasting. You'll be waiting on God. And signs and wonders will happen. Signs and wonders can take different forms. One of the forms I feel led to talk about is in a form of judgment upon the adversary. Because a great and effectual door is open, but there are many adversaries. They are not invited, but they have come. And God says, I will judge you. When the Red Sea was open, Pharaoh and his host were not welcome, but they came. Who is not welcome in your life, but they have followed you? This week, don't even, don't, don't say it may be this, but that is not your job. That office belongs to God. You understand? It belongs to God. Allow him. Vengeance is mine, say the Lord, and I will repay Let's refer to our psalm of praise today. Psalm 18. When, when you press the prayer and fasting button, these are some of the things that can happen. Psalm 18 from verse 6. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. A fasting man is, is so in distress. And cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple. And my cry came before him even into his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. You remember the book of us? When Paul and Barnabas were praying, there was, a, there was an earthquake. God still shakes the earth. This week, the Lord shake the earth of your life and shake the earth of your family and shake the earth of everything about you. Hallelujah. You, 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 can't, you can't jump out of it. Come on. Why should you sell this for food? Why should you let adversaries use you for dinner? I see it is to them that God said, I have set before you my people. I have set the table of my people before you to do whatever you like to them. No. The foundations also of the hell of the hills moved and were shaken because he was rough. He was rough. There went up a smoke out of his nostrils. You heard the cheat when it was reading. Those of you who came early. And fire out of his mouth devolved. Coals were kindled by it. Verse 12. At the brightness that was before him, his thick clouds passed. Hailstones and coals of fire. You are not the one to call it. You forget. Just be praying and fasting. Hallelujah. When I was young, one of my pastors preached as a missionary in, in, the, in the United States and they came for conference. Pastor's conference. So he was one of the preachers and then he related the story to them. That one of the pastors he came with, you know, yeah, they have come to Africa. So he wanted to go and greet his family and then we will fly back. And they were believing God for children. For a long time that not come. But they were praying. Keep praying and keep fasting. 
keep praying and add fasting to it. Am I talking to somebody? When they went to the village to go and greet, then one of them began to open up. Charge office. Started telling him. He said, oh, we are tired. He said, from the day you began to pray, he said, every time you pray, I heard it myself. Anytime you, you, be, you began praying, an angel came with a nail and a hammer. And has, it will be knocking us. He said, he has, he has knocked every part of us. It is left with the head. Our head. So, if we don't give him, I think we may be finished. God will send you more upset threats to any adversary this week in the name of Jesus Christ. Do you believe in God? I think God was having fun. Because God could have finished them. He finished Herod one time. But this time around, he said, no, this is how I want to do it. Yes. I want to kill him softly. <laughs> Praise God. God will speak this week. I said, God will speak this week. God will speak this week. God will speak this week. He will. Amen. Yes. He bowed the heavens also and came down. Darkness was under his feet. 16.17 He sent from above. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me. God shall deliver you from every strong enemy. For they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity. But the Lord was my stay. Verse 39. 39. For thou hast gathered me with strength unto the battle. Thou hast subdued under me those that rose up against me. Signs and wonders on demand. 47. It is God that avenged me. It is God that avenged me. It is God that avenged me. And subdued the people under me. He delivered me from my enemies. Yea, thou lift me up above those that rise up against me. Thou hast delivered me from the violent men. That is your testimony already. That's your testimony already. That's your testimony already. If you can bring your children on Monday, bring them. If you have. Any child, anywhere. Bring that child here. I, I am keen about our children these days. Amen. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We will sentence every watchdog around our, our, our children to this kind of fearful declarations. Can you say amen? Yes. A certain woman told me to pray for her child. Because of stubbornness, she deported the child from London to Accra to attend school. He said, one day as I was praying, Pastor, my child, I was not even praying, I was lying down, my child was about to go to school. When my eyes got open, a black ninja with the cane was standing on my child. So he's the one that has been instructing my child, go here, come here, do this. Black ninja. All black ninjas this week. <laughs> They shall meet a white ninja. <laughs> I said they shall meet a white ninja. In Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't just be living in the world as if there is nothing. There is something. <laughs> Praise God. 
Number three, it can avert things in our favor. It can avert things in our favor. First Kings chapter 21. A bit must say, in your favor. Food will not avert anything in your favor. But prayer and fasting will do. First Kings 21. Let's look at verse 27. I wanted to read from verse 21, but let's read 27. This is Ahab. And it came to pass, when Ahab heard these words, certain things that were not in his favor had been proclaimed. Listen, when you read the Bible, you must move from the revelation to application. You may never be Ahab because you are not a king in the first place. But maybe you are a patient. Look at what the doctors have said about you. Look at what somebody has issued as a threat to you. You know, some people, they can speak as if the world belongs to them. This place that we are all working, one of us will go, one of us will die. All that the person is in, it is that person that will help you into. I didn't have a good amen. Are you listening? You are not God. Don't be intimidated by anybody's threat. You will see what I will do to you. Especially if they don't come physically and they come in the dream. That one, forget about them. They are not bold. If they are bold, it will appear. So look at what happened. It came to pass when Ahab heard this word that he rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his flesh and fasted and lay in sackcloth and went softly. Oh, this man knew how to avert something. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the by saying, Seest thou how Ahab humbled before me, himself before me. Because he has humbled himself before me. The word humbled there is ancient word for fasting. I will not bring the evil in his days. But in his son's days will I bring the evil upon his house. With prayer and fasting, you move evil from your days. You move evil from your son's days. You move evil from your son's son's days. Hallelujah. Finally, preparation for prayer and fasting. Why? Because Christianity is not one car park, one car part. I've got a driver's seat, therefore I have a car. No. You need the whole part. The preparation for prayer and fasting. Number one, repentance and faith towards God. Oh, the fasting will be sweet because you know how to do it. Proper preparation. Prayer and fasting does not replace salvation. No matter how many times you fast. The Pharisees too used to fast, but they were not near salvation. Jesus mentioned that we can fast even like hypocrites. Remember. Remember. These are people who have not repented of their evil ways. Brothers and sisters, I have prayed with hypocrites before. I know what I'm saying. Hypocrites who speak in tongues. And of course, their tongue is a hypocritical tongues. It won't, it doesn't pay. It does not reward. No wonder somebody told me later, he said, ah, this person, when we are fasting, he's eating. Why wouldn't you eat? Because it is a waste of your time. Therefore, go ahead and do the opposite of what we are doing. You understand what I'm saying? 
if you want your fasting and prayer, you really mean business. Repentance and faith. I'm happy when God's word brings us back to the basics. Knockout. You are not checking your life. Yes. When you start saying those things, then they start stretching themselves. You go for witness, you talk to people, come to give your life to Christ, make them a pen Bible. Now here they appear there. Do you understand prayer? You don't even know what the heck you are talking about. Repentance and faith towards God. That's it. Turn from evil. That's repentance. Then faith towards God. Not faith in fasting. Faith towards God. No, faith towards God. Don't worship fasting. Worship God. Can you say amen? Fasting is a lifeless exercise without God. Therefore, faith in God. Faith towards God. Not your fasting. I fasted 100 days. Therefore, it is equal to marital breakthrough. <laughs> what about those of us who want to travel? <laughs> 120 days. <laughs> Number two, humility and holiness of life. James chapter 4, verse 6 to 8. James 4, 6 to 8. But he given more grace. See that? More stuff. Wherefore he said, God resist the proud, but he give grace unto the humble. Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. See, there is a promise for cleansing. Why don't you submit yourself to it? And be explaining yourself. Eh? It is not, it is, I'm not the one who, who, who made the first move. <laughs> Every move I make. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen. The Bible said David was a man after God's owner. And you wonder how and why. David, forget about his harp and his lyrics. He had the heart. The man had the heart. That God could not stand. I mean, God, God melted for the heart kind of heart that David had. When Nathan said, David, somebody had plenty sheep. He got a visitor. He went to arrest somebody's sheep, one sheep, and killed it. David said, what? In my kingdom here? He said, yes. That person will face fire. He said, you are the one. He said, since when did I see? He said, do you remember this? this, this? Because that's a prophet. He said, my goodness. There were other kings. When the prophet confronted them, he said, catch the prophet. Catch him now. But David, no. He, one of the fastings he fasted was on that point. And he wrote Psalm 51. Humility and holiness of life. Listen, let every king get down from your high horse. Listen. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. When you hold offense for far too long, you are not only offended, you have upgraded to pride. I repeat. When you hold offense for far too long, you are not only offended, you have become proud. Yes. 
when you hold offense for far too long, a yabet also still like you are offended. You advise yourself. If we never call this, I'm telling my life. You are proud. You are not just offended. What you are How many of you have become proud that way? You have become God, sovereign with sovereign rights. Because of this, this is how I I have decided not to follow Jesus, to do my own thing. When you hold offense for too long, you have moved from an offended person to a proud person. You are guilty of double sins. When you should have said, I'm sorry, Lord. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you. Not a, who, 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 who do I think I am? And I'm making all this show. I'm making this show. As if I'm somebody. I, 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 I am redefining things. Re, redefining relationships. Pride has set in. And grace will not come to such a life. Humility is freedom from calling attention to yourself in any way. That's humility. So whether it is the high way you call attention to yourself or the low way, you know, you can, you can make, you, the way you parade yourself, you know, you are like throwing your weight about. Say it's pride. There's another form of pride. This one I'm not doing about. This time you have withdrawn. <laughs> are you listening to what I'm saying? You are very quiet. It's also a pride. Who, who, who do they think that they are? When you become free with people, then they are doing, they become, if you go, they start not to be free with you. Become free with people. Then they think that you are, you are, I was in church. There was a man sitting down, supposedly a contractor. He's, and I can picture him now with the spectacles. Then our pastor asked, he said, Anybody, I have a question to ask after something. Then he raised his hand and he asked the question. He was in a short sleeves, white contractor. So when he asked the question, he sat down. Then the pastor said, Can you please stand up? I want to ask you, you know, so that I, I want to engage you. So that we can give the answer to the church. When the pastor, my goodness, only God knows why people are sick. Listen to what I'm saying. My mom will telephone number and seminar make. Oh my goodness. I'll come na yanko for there. Only God knows why certain problems are in certain lives. It may be like it is cool for you now, but get ready for God to resist you. He will resist you. Obesiao. He will meet you one time. He, can, he cannot but honor his way. When he sends pride, he will stop you. It's a matter of time. question you may sit down. Say, so it's because of this question you asked me to get up. In the whole, in, in, the, in the midst of the congregation, 
Listen to me. I don't need to speak as a fool. I know that I'm called by God. I'm anointed. You understand? I am gifted. I am sent. I'm aware. Let me speak on authority, on scripture. And for the love I have for you, don't joke with me. For your own good. And then I come back one trip. Don't arrange your things and come to the pastor with it. As I've said, it, it, that's it. And don't come to the pastor's representatives with it. Don't come to those who help you to marry with something you have arranged. Don't come. Don't take my smiles and my naivety and innocence and what have you for granted. I wear an apostolic cloak and it does something to people who abuse the rights and the privileges of that thing. Similarly, all the people we call pastors here Hmm. I'm not campaigning for myself. I don't need it. If you know me, if you give me something, I don't like it. Uh, love feast. You, you brought me a coffee table, something. Oh, that couldn't be. Then I'm a catcher. Okay. What did I say? You don't need it. No, no, no. You didn't quote me well. I said, I asked you. I said, so was, am I that important? You say, yeah. I said, am I also oh, very important? Ah, now then, am I that important? It doesn't do anything to me. I was in a rich man's house. When I was leaving, he came to open the gate for me. No, I thought about when I was coming. I made the Bible to change. No, catch him. didn't tell me to go for. Yes. You see, baby, in the gate. Many more call a manager. One of the banks, Northern Sector, on the name manager, over all the banks. Me ran fear don't do it. I say no so At that time, na bank ne gunu A few weeks after that, he got a, a job. God resists the proud. He gave grace to the humble. I was going out. Young man on the wife. And uh, said, Then he stopped. And he, he quickly opened the gate. And I, I said, I'll, I'll pray for you. I didn't even feel anointed. At that time, I thought there was something between me and God. Think about it. But God honest. His word. Because the man was humble. He went down and prayed for him. Exactly a week after he called me, he said, I have gotten a contract in dollars. Yes. I don't know why I'm saying this, but humility would take somebody far. May the Lord grant you the grace to be humble. Adia Yama, Reverend Agriwaha. So for back of frame, look at him say, I didn't know why. Papa, now we didn't be jina. The man is 70 years plus. 
I who have done that. Was it? It's an eternal honor. And may the Lord bless you and your church. Know those who God has put ahead of you and submit yourself to them. I told you, all this uh, reverend and his people, eh, apostle, respect them, honor them, value them. It's an exchange. The more you humble yourself, the more God, and God will sometimes put people in front of you that will make you despise them. You have failed the test. So, humility and holiness of life. Amen. Number three, right relationships. I think what I've said so far is part of it. Are you listening? Right relationships. Relationship matter to God. Compromise in this area can clock up spiritual power and life and breakthroughs and miracles for you can clog it up. So relationship with God himself. Isaiah chapter 58. Isaiah 58. I'm going ahead of myself. I am saying what this mean can't you be said. A man may pauchero can so difficult for you. Are you hearing me? Admit your errors and say I am sorry. I am sorry. Say it. The video we showed on faithfulness, that was the, 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 the punch. Say, I am sorry. Isaiah 58 1. Cry aloud, spare not. And can say, Bema, you can't sorry. Chapter what, verse what? Bema, can't sorry in Chenere. You know, this kind of our local, I don't know, uh, mind. When a man is doing something for the wife, then, you know, all these people, they have not read anything from Genesis and Revelation. And they say, ah, your, your wife has fooled you, pal. <laughs> yes, your wife has fooled you. <laughs> one, one of my pastor friends, he said, somebody said, you, you are using your wife's money for church. <laughs> yes. Then he also said, you, okay, you to use your wife's money. <laughs> you use your wife's money. I'm using my wife's money for church. You to use your wife's money for what you are doing. <laughs> Listen, cry aloud, spare not. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgression. That's all I've been doing for now. Listen, wake up. A preacher who points at transgressions is a preacher who is moving you closer to your miracle. And the church said, Amen. amen. Not a screaming preacher. Problems in Suntetiamu and the tongues. So we need my mechanical. So when you when you the strength for the tear you speak at home say this kind does not go by. And Two. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways. As a nation that did righteousness forsook not the ordinance of their God. Verse three. Wherefore have you fasted? 
say day and thou seest not. I feel no more that question. Wherefore have we afflicted our soul? And thou takest no knowledge. Behold, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exact all your labors. You are evil people. That's what God is saying. Behold, you fast for strife and debate. Boxing ball, it will fast in you. Because you are fasting. Yes. 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 I don't be catching on your bumpire. I'm saying, Bronibius, I have cast be not prayer, prayer, a yes, and a canon. Say, hey, Bronibu, any fear? Yes, prayer, bang. This white man is in trouble. Oh, yes. Solution doesn't come from there. Wake up. Wait till the new man go and say, I'll be a pimper. And you're free, men are making Drop it and listen to the word of God. Why do people want to deceive themselves? Behold, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exact all labors. That's it. Wrong relationship with God. And then, your relationship with your fellow man. Everybody wake up. This week, you're bomb and you don't say the preaching is wrong. Are you listening to what I'm saying? They came before six. So I, I opened my windows to observe them several times. So you have time to do you, you, I mean, they defy it happily. And all that I was saying is that can Christians do that? Can we do that? Can we do that? How much will he get? I'll give them some few millions. A challenge from the heathen. No church for them today. They are doing concrete. It's a challenge. Now, listen. Listen. Any so-called magnified relationship with God without consideration for man is a false worship. It's a false worship. First John 4.20 First John 4.20 If a man say I love God and hate his brother he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen how can he love God whom he has not seen? May the Lord help us. When you say God the next thing God wants to hear the God I've mentioned is man. When you say God, the next thing God wants to hear from you is what? It's man. So how do you treat those close to you? That's the question. Do you bear grudges? Are you unforgiving? Vengeful and bitter? And I would do a bit there. I hang it. What is said here? That do I hang it? Be be also. 
Check all those things before you begin a fast or don't join us. God is no respecter of persons. None of us can intimidate God with the fast. He created your stomach. Are you listening to what I'm saying? They say, No way. Oh God, you will do this thing. We command you that you will do it. Look. <laughs> you will not even hear to do it. Check your relationships against the word of God if you truly mean business. Let's do some checklists. Colossians chapter 3 from verse 18. Colossians 3 from verse 18. Wives. You say you marry. So we are married now you are a wife. Submit yourself unto your own husbands as it is fit in the law. Don't move from angry wife to angry prayer and fasting. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. It's for me. It's for you. Don't wait for special marriage count. This is it. Submit yourself to the word of God. You see, this thing is standing tall. It's a podium, pulpit. It tells us that the word of God is tall. It's high above all of us. Submit to it. Children, we are all children of somebody. Obey your parents in all things, for this is well pleasing unto the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh. And so power boss. Now Leave him alone and do your bit and move on. Not with eye service as men pleasers. But in singleness of heart, fearing God. I think we complicate our lives. You understand? We complicate our lives. Our wisdom does not help us. Yet, we stick to it. Effectiveness in everything we do, and in prayer and fasting for that matter, it starts with our compliance with the word of God. Or else, nothing works. Nothing will work. Nothing will work. Let me add this to, the, to, to this point. Too much of I don't care about how you feel may not help your communication with God. Too much of I don't care. I don't care about how you feel. Whether you feel like it or, or, or not, I don't, I don't, I don't care. God cares. You must care. It will amaze you the picture the Bible gives of God in the Bible as, as a nurse, as a mother. God? Yes. So how can we be the opposite? God is not harsh. God is not irritable. So don't forget people. Remember people. Treat them well. You are preparing to fast. Look at John 21. Let's enter the world of Jesus. Luke 21 verse 5. Then Jesus said unto them, Children, have you any meat? They answered him, No. Now, what is that telling us? A Jesus who cares? You don't, you don't keep hungry people around you. It will speak against you. 
give 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 them what is due them that is christianity children are the enemy look at verse 15 verse 9 let's look at verse 9 first and as soon as they were come to the land they saw a fire of coals there and fish laid thereon and bread jesus was the one doing it i'm just telling you that care about people don't use spirituality as an excuse to close up on people and become callous to their feelings yeah 12 and jesus said unto them come and eat come and dine that's why we have come and dine in over here amen Are you prepared to fast and pray? Write these ones down quickly. It's number what? Number what? Are you sure? It's four. Number four, attention to the word of God. One is repentance and faith towards God. Two, humility and holiness of life. Three, right relationships. All these are power points of your preparation. Four, attention to the word of God. Pay attention to scriptures. Five, stay away from food and temptation to food, even if you sleep in the kitchen. Yes. Did you hear what I said? Yes. Don't go eating in the name of I cook food and I sell food. Cook it, serve it, don't eat it. And if you taste it too, tasting is different from eating. You can't taste a bowl of food. Are you hearing what I'm saying? <laughs> what kind of taste is that? No. I read of a man, he was on a 10-day fast. And he was the one cooking for the family. He's a pastor. Ten, all the 10 days. He was not eating their food, but he, he, he cook it and taste it for them and give it to them. Isn't that amazing? The fruit of a spirit is self-control. Even if you stay in the kitchen. Or you are the one cooking and serving the food. Amen. What about if I sell food? Sell it. Don't eat it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. Number six, check your health. Very well. Check it. Paul told them that for the sake of your health, take meat. Alright? Check your health. Listen, if you must be on some medication and it requires meals to take them, please don't stop. And it doesn't mean go and get sick right now. You know, you, you can get doctor's report to for church. You know, but this is my doctor's report. Because we have doctors who are always writing reports for people. Over here, we don't check report. Be sincere. But if you are on medication, be taking it, you know, the, 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 the thing you should do is that discipline yourself to be more spiritually attuned because we are fasting. And you have to be on medication. Isn't God good? Yes, it will be closer to a fast. It's not a fast, but it will be closer to a fast. It's approximately fasting. <laughs> then, on the whole, stay healthy whilst you fast and pray. That is why any unnecessary long fast, that eventually makes you an invalid or takes you close to your grave. It's nonsense. Don't do it. There's no point. What is the point? We are fasting for something that you will not see the thing. God, give me a husband. By the time the husband came, you have died. God, give me a breakthrough to uh, America. 
when the visa came, you were buried in your hometown. No. So God needs you alive more than dead. Be sensible. You understand? Don't kill yourself. Drink water. Water is not food. And by the way, I'm not saying that we are fasting non-stop. Every evening after 6, you can break it. And after 6, we are praying. 6, 15. So, you, I don't know when you can break it. Are you hearing me? So, you have to bring your stomach here. Then when we finish, we break here. Can you say amen? Amen? amen. Some people are already fainting. <laughs> Daniel fasted for 21 days and he ate what you called unpleasant bread. In other words, he, he stepped down his food. In fact, he stated, I did not eat meat and I did not drink wine. So he ate something like the 21 days. Now, the point is that it was healthy for him to do because he was, he was working as an administrator in the office of the king and going up and down, you know. So sometimes, a bit of wisdom. Are you hearing me? Now, when we say these things, don't turn it into a buffet. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yeah, just, you know, you can see that, no, maybe I'm talking too much, my, the kind of exercise I'm straining myself, you know, and I need some energy. Just something small so that you can move on for your health's sake. <laughs> oh my goodness. Christians are wonderful people. <laughs> yes. So, Pastor, I have a question. What about you? No question. <laughs> no question. <laughs> yes. Even sometimes the water you say you should drink. Some people turn the water into food. They can drink their stomach full. Yes. No. Exercise moderation in all things. And then finally, believe God because he will answer you and then set off. Yes. We are not doing a religious exercise. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. And he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Lift your hands to the Lord and be on your feet, everybody. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you praise. Just tell the Lord in a few minutes, Lord, give me strength to do all these things and for the fast itself. Give me strength, grace to do all these things and for the fact and for the fast itself in the name of Jesus. You will do well to go home and look at them once again. Mean business because God means business. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. Oh, yes. They who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Yea, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. This year, this, this month, this moment, we are sending application, making a demand for signs and wonders. Expect the miracle. Expect the miraculous in your life. Expect it. Expect it. It's an appointed fast for an appointed sign and wonder. In the name of Jesus, the Son of the living God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lift your hands to Jesus. Oh, yes. It is raining all around me. I can feel it. Is the light of rain right on Jesus? Give us more rain until 
Oh, and we are so. Father, thank you. You have given us the former rain moderately. As we zoom into the prayer and fasting, nothing is impossible with God. What a, what a theme, what a word. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Not one. You mean it, and we mean it. We are set. This week, from Monday all the way to Friday, your children shall be the most happiest. They will be the most surprised. They will be the most blessed. God is on our side. Miracles are on our side. Signs and wonders are on your side. Receive grace for a fast this week. Receive grace for a fast this week. Receive grace for the fast this week. Wherever you need to put things right, the Lord help you to put things right. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for answered prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. You may be, be seated. God bless you. God bless you for listening to this message today. Visit us on Facebook at GTTI Page today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, the future belongs to us, we believe.